Hello and welcome to D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today we're getting controversial with Konstantin Yurovich, founder, CEO, and chief hot taker of Segment Stream, a conversion modeling platform used by companies like L'Oreal, OMD, and KitchenAid, which aims to circumvent the fractured multi-device customer experience that makes attribution a true fool's errand. Through the use of machine learning that analyzes your website traffic to predict the conversion value of each visitor in real time. Constantine declares that attribution is well and truly dead, so instead of trying to Frankenstein a corpse, why not use AI and machine learning to short-circuit the whole process? Get ready to shift your paradigm on attribution. On with the show. Machine learning changed everything. So before, there was some data, different keywords, different creatives, different audience segments, and there were some algorithms or rules that marketers invented themselves. And then combination of this data and rules created some results. Machine learning shifted the approach completely. You do not need to provide rules. Instead, you provide data and you provide results you want to get. And machine learning figures out uh, the rules. Machine learning is super powerful. And right now, the main challenge for marketers is to provide the correct signal back to the platform. This is the main direction every advertising platform is looking at at the moment. Constantine, welcome to the D2C podcast. Can you start by telling me why you built Segment Stream? Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me. So first of all, I call, I keep calling everyone to face that marketing attribution is dead at the moment. The biggest problem is that uh, there are so many challenges to stitch the whole customer journey. So right now, we see a very, very bad statistics among our clients that up to 90% of all website conversions are not attributed to the initial traffic source. So it means that even if you use the most sophisticated attribution with like uh, some data-driven attribution or any other algorithm, you will not be able to solve the problem. You will still lose the conversion, which uh, conversions which happen on other devices, other browsers. Sometimes uh, users use in-app browsers which have the same set of cookies. And there are lots of lots of different cookie restrictions, like ITP when cookies expire just after one to seven days. Also, lots of users use private browsing. So the biggest challenge is that attribution is not working anymore and all advertising platforms rely on attribution as a feedback signal. So we understood this and uh, instead of um, uh, trying to defibrillate a corpse which is dead already for a few years, we decided that we need to look at the problem from another angle. How can we solve the problem of analytics and ad optimization while taking another approach? Instead of like reinventing yet another algorithm of attribution, how can we solve the problem so that it will work for the modern marketing ecosystem? What are advertisers who are trying to solve this problem? I think this is interesting because I think a lot of advertisers think they've solved it to a degree. They probably maybe have it 60% solved or 70% solved. You're suggesting they probably don't. What are people doing right now with, say, GA, G4 in order to try to approximate uh, attribution as best they can? In most of the cases, they probably rely on gut feeling. So we usually have interviews with our clients and we, are, we ask them, like, at the moment we see, for example, that based on your GA4 data, Facebook is underperforming comparing to Google and performance is five times worse. Why are you still 
investing into Facebook if you see such a horrible results uh, inside your Google Analytics 4? And they say, based on our empirical knowledge, based on our gut feeling, we know that Facebook is more upper funnel channel. That's why we believe that based on last under a click, and this is not the right way to analyze performance of Facebook based on last. So actually, the answer is they just do their own calculations based on gut feeling and based on their own experience. So this is how it works at the moment, unfortunately. And even with GA3, GA4, you're still going to get a huge percentage of all your traffic attributed as direct. And that's going to be the biggest chunk. And then you and you have zero visibility into that after that fact, right? Exactly. It's going to be direct non or it can be organic when someone is just searching for your brand or it can be just paid search brand campaign. So there are three traffic sources that usually cannibalize uh, your true traffic that is acquired by some uh, upper funnel channels. So how is Segment Stream solving this problem differently than other uh, attribution companies? Yeah, so we uh, decided to take absolutely different approach. So instead of trying to stitch the final conversion with the initial traffic source, which is essentially impossible in many cases, we look at the actual behavior that happens immediately after the paid click. So uh, essentially how it works, so seg- uh, user lands to the website and segment stream evaluates like each website visit and predicts user probability to convert in the future based on the behavior or based on different contextual features. And then when this probability is sufficient enough, segment stream creates so-called modeled conversion or you can call it synthetic conversion, which is immediately uh, attributed to the initial traffic source. So this means that if user will go away, doesn't buy within the same session or will return back from another device, the initial traffic source will still receive the value and will still receive the signal depending on the incremental value of this particular visit. So I would say instead of stitching final conversions, we evaluate each single visit individually and this guarantees that each traffic source gets the value it deserves even if the real conversion happens from another device, another browser or another cookie. And so with the privacy laws, <clears throat> you can't actually uh, identify a user who's come back through multiple sessions through multiple devices. You can't actually say, okay, because this device ID and this device ID match, it's the same person. You're taking it a level deeper to say, okay, this person acted this way on the site. This person acted this way on the site. They're likely the same person. Like, can you stitch together multiple sessions by fingerprinting their behavior, essentially? Yeah, so we do not stitch users. And actually, I hear a lot on the market that some companies try to build so-called identity graph, etc. I don't believe in this at all, because even biggest companies, biggest corporations like Google and Facebook, they still cannot do this. And they, even though like huge part of the population of the world is authenticated using Facebook, Facebook still cannot stitch all the devices because you might be authenticated in your browser, you might be authenticated in your mobile app, but you are still not authenticated in your mobile Safari browser or you even open private mode or whatever. So even Facebook and Google cannot build this uh, unique graph. And right now with lots of restrictions with third-party cookies, it became even harder. So even bigger corporations that have like so much data cannot solve these problems. Any other third-party platform like ours or any other else, the data that we have to stitch, like uh, it's, it's just a drop in the ocean. Like, okay, we have 1% of the users that authenticated on both devices and we can stitch them. Yes, we do this. In case we can do this, we do this, but we do not rely on this data. We look at the actual visit. We don't know whether this visit was from existing customer or from new customer. We just look how valuable was this visit, how engaged was uh, the visitor, and we see the incrementality of the 
probability in the beginning of the session and at the end of the session. And if this visit was valuable enough, and if the probability to convert reaches certain threshold, we create a modeled conversion and we send it back to the advertising platform to inform it that this click deserves value and we want advertising platform to buy more visitors like this. And so that model conversion <clears throat> just enters the algorithm of the platform, whether whether it's Google or, or a paid social platform, and just gives it another data point to optimize towards in real time, which I think is a really valuable point as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So even Im imagine we live in a perfect world, like all the devices are linked together. We know exactly all, all the customer journeys, but still we have a sales cycle. So imagine you come to the website today but you make a purchase in 30 days. Like in reality, this cookie will be lost forever. You will never be tracked again. But imagine we live in a perfect world. Even in a perfect world, if you buy in 30 days, ad platform will receive signal only in 30 days. So it will take 30 days for platform to actually start learning based on the data it received 30 days ago. With segment stream, we will create this feedback signal immediately the moment your session is over and we will send it to Google and Google will already, or Facebook will already start optimization. So this is, Another very, very important thing that we help with, even if we imagine that we live in a perfect world, which we don't. <laughs> so how do you validate that the modeled conversions that you're sending to the platforms are resulting in more incremental sales and lift? How do you validate the results? Yeah, this is a good question because uh, right now there's so many solutions on the market which propose different types of multi-touch attribution, marketing mix modeling, incrementality testings, and so on and so on. And the biggest, the biggest problem of all such products is that you cannot prove that your solution works. Uh, and what we do with Segment Stream, we, for us, it's a bit easier because we do not need to prove that our type of attribution works better or analyzing your traffic sources based on model conversions is better Instead, we just say, uh, okay, we will help you optimize your advertising platforms using modeled conversions. Your advertising platforms will get signals immediately and get much, much more signals comparing to what they're getting now. And then we just launch an A-B test. They have like one campaign which is optimized based on cookie-based last-click uh, purchases which are collected by Facebook Pixel, for example. And another campaign is optimized based on the signals we sent server-to-server -server using Conversions API. And then uh, we suggest our clients to evaluate results using any attribution they wish. Of course, they can use last click to evaluate results. They can use different other approaches. They can use Facebook attribution, which they have their own way to model conversion somehow. Or they can even use our own platform and evaluate results based on uh, model conversion. So they can see that the quality of the traffic increased. So for us, it's very easy because we can easily launch an A-B test. So this is the first way how our customers evaluate results. The second way, they evaluate the whole marketing mix performance. So they just they don't look at any attribution. Instead, they look uh, into their CRM and they look into their bank account and they know that like, a month ago, they've, uh, they've been investing like 50K a month while getting 100K in revenues. But in a few months after uh, starting using our platform, right now they invest the same 50K while getting like three times more revenue. So this is, uh, I would say this is the best way to evaluate. But of course, sometimes it's impossible uh, to use this approach because there are um, some fluctuations in seasonality for some businesses. But when there are no... Um, significant fluctuations, you can easily use this approach. And I consider this one uh, the best one to understand whether something you're doing is bringing value or not. What is media mix modeling and what makes it so hard, generally? 
Yeah, so like uh, right now, it's uh, kind of a buzz. A lot of uh, companies understood that attribution doesn't work anymore. There are so many cookie restrictions, and they kind of looking for a substitution, and they're returning back to the roots, so said, to marketing mixed modeling. But unfortunately, marketing mo mixed modeling is not a solution. First of all, like everyone who knows statistics understands that trusting MMM if you don't invest like millions and millions of dollars a month in advertising is like reading tea leaves. So it's completely wide of the mark because marketing mix modeling is based on observing uh, incrementality. So it means uh, like, for example, you've launched a $1 million YouTube campaign and then you can see the spike in, in your sales. So you can see that probably this campaign was incremental and you can attribute this spike in sales to your YouTube campaign. But if you're a business or e-commerce company that invests like 100K or 200K a month in advertising, you have lots of Facebook campaigns um, and you try to understand the, the efficiency of one of these campaigns, there is no way you will even observe this incrementality. There's absolutely no way to see the difference because even if this incrementality exists, like just based on statistics, you will not be able to observe it. And the second biggest problem that marketing mix model is not actionable. So right now, uh, all advertising platforms use machine learning and use smart bidding. So this is the best way to target your customers, to use smart bidding, to allow uh, Facebook and Google to use its like machine learning capabilities to find the best audience to convert. And just to enable this possibility, you need to send fa uh, Facebook and Google uh, you need to feed these platforms with uh, signals and with information about the value of each click. So Facebook sends you a click and you send back, oh, this click was trash. Facebook sends you another click and you say, oh, this click was valuable. And this way, after a few weeks of learning, Facebook starts buying the best, uh, the best they can. With marketing mix modeling, you have aggregated data. There is no way to feed any data back to the platform. So it makes it absolutely uh, not actionable. So marketing mix modeling is an amazing tool for huge corporations like L'Oreal or Unilever who invest millions of dollars in TV advertising and billboards, maybe some other offline advertising. And it's good to make some strategical decisions like, okay, next year, instead of spending $10 million on YouTube, we're going to spend like $15 million on YouTube. But for most of e-commerce businesses, for most of performance marketing, marketing managers, it's absolutely useless, unfortunately. But Segment Stream allows you to approach media mix modeling in a way that produces clear ideas about which uh, traffic sources, which campaigns, and even what creatives are driving that incremental lift, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, for, for segment stream, it in a sense, it works like an attribution. We still use so-called last-click attribution under the hood. The only difference is that instead of using real conversions, we use modeled conversions. So actually, it's like uh, creating a new signal and, and this signal is very strong because it happens immediately after the session ends. So there is no way for you to lose this signal. So it's like a leading indicator. And our goal is to make this leading indicator very, very correlated with the final purchase. So the, the most important thing is to make the model conversion to have a very, very high correlation with the final result. It means if you increase the number of model conversions, you will eventually increase the number of real conversions. So this way you can analyze, and, and this way as any attribution, it works on any level. You can drill down on source, medium, campaign level, and even analyze different creatives. So it's, it's very, very granular. Very cool. 
I'm interested to test it out. What, what can you give me an example of a client who used it and sort of what actually happened overall to their campaigns, um, how they were structured and the results they got? Give me an example of a, of a great result a client had. Yeah, there are some really, really interesting cases. For example, we had a client who had um, lots of different campaigns. Uh, they had different campaigns for different regions and in different campaigns, they had different ad groups that were targeting different funnel levels with some creatives for like um, hitting the interest and then to converting, etc. And we suggested them just to <laughs> reduce the complexity of their uh, ad account structure. And instead of having like thousands of different campaigns, just to launch one or few campaigns with only one ad group and just enable broad targeting to, to target everyone in the UK and add all their creatives within this ad group and let Facebook decide what to show to whom. The only difference comparing to what they've been doing before was that instead of final purchase that was stitched by Cookie, we, we suggested them to use model conversions that would fire whenever SegmentStream identifies valuable visit. And we saw that their, <laughs> like their, their sales increased dramatically and first of all, because before they, they were not even able to use um, smart bidding on Facebook. They just didn't have enough signals to feed into each single campaign. And, and, and right now they are having like thousands of signals every week uh, for, the, for, for their only campaign and it drives lots of results. So, and, and this is like, I would say like uh, any business that have complex sales cycle when uh, purchases are not emotional, when visitors do not buy from the first visit, instead they have some, there is some consideration period. Uh, SegmentStream helps to solve the problem of losing conversions and attribute them back to the original traffic source. And it goes towards this movement <clears throat> of all campaigns going broader, letting like, you know, like we used to break out top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel campaigns where you had heavy retargeting budgets. and But we're just finding again and again on the agency side, that you just want to give, you know, we're not going to create a better system than Facebook or Google for modeling, you know, conversions or for, or for building these campaigns, choosing when to show these ads. So we just find again and again, broad campaigns with all your creatives, letting Facebook figure out when to, to deliver what ad, it seems nine times out of 10 to produce the best results. Yeah, exactly. So machine learning changed everything. So before, how it worked before, before you, there was some data like different keywords, different creatives, different audience segments. And there were some algorithms or rules that marketers invented themselves. And then combination of this data and rules created some results. So machine learning like shifted the approach completely. So right now you do not need to provide rules. Instead, you provide data. And, and actually Facebook and Google, they have lots of data. And you provide results you want to get. And machine learning figures out uh, the rules and the algorithm. So like, uh, so right now everything is tweaked upside down and, and machine learning is super powerful. And right now the main challenge for marketers is to provide the correct signal back to the platform. Even Facebook uh, right now is looking for lots of partners who are providing proper signals and utilizing conversions API because this is the main direction every advertising platform is looking uh, at at the moment. When you strap this onto a meta campaign, does it help your campaigns get out of the learning phase easier when you're sending them these hypercharged uh, simulated data points? Sure, of course. This is uh, one of the primary values we deliver for our clients. So 
before you've had like two or three or five conversions per week and lots of the conversions were falling out of the attribution window because right now uh, Facebook has only seven day attribution window while a lot of conversions usually have, uh, happen outside this window. With segment stream you have, first of all, you can amplify the signal. So uh, before you've had like 10 conversions, right now you can have 100 conversions. And also this conversion these conversions are sent immediately, so this conversion set, you don't need to wait for the whole attribution window, like I've mentioned before. So, of course, we can see that uh, based on on our clients' experience, we see that campaigns get out of the learning phase like five, ten times faster. At D2C, we're all about the accelerating the democratization of commerce, uh, digital commerce specifically. Um, I, and I, I think about, about what you guys are doing and I think about machine learning and I think about like previously in previous years, machine learning was something like only reserved for fortune 10, fortune 100 companies, Expedia, Walmart, these huge, huge companies. What's the sweet spot for, for segment stream customers? Uh, I would say, um, if you invest at least 50 K a month in advertising, and you want to increase efficiency, uh, for us, it's a sweet spot. If you invest less, sometimes it's it's questionable whether it makes sense for you to invest money in additional uh, technology to optimize something that, it, it, I, I mean, you can reach better results just by doing some manual adjustments, but if you start invest, investing decent amount of money into advertising and you know that your purchases are not emotional, uh, you know that usually customers consider buying from different devices and you can see a lot of purchases attributed to direct non for no reason uh, and you can see that like your Facebook campaigns do not perform well or some of campaigns do not even get out of the learning phase so this is the best time to consider conversion modeling and using leading indicators instead of final conversions to be able to properly analyze your upper final campaigns as well as make optimization much 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 better. I've heard of other AI machine learning companies who specialize in helping you build your audiences. But what I like about this is there's no, this will have no limitation on your scale. Like if you're just trying to build audiences, it will take a while to kind of build up these targeted audiences. Whereas most advertisers are trying to go broad and all this does, this is going to only help your scale because it's going to give the system more signals earlier about the kind of traffic that works for you best. So I bet it has a, it, it helps you scale. It doesn't limit your scale, right? Yeah, this is funny because a few years ago we also tried uh, this approach first. So initially we decided, oh, maybe we're going to identify like top 10% of your most valuable visitors and we send uh, this audience back to Facebook and to Google and there you will be able to build a lookalike and then target this audience. But there are two biggest big problems here. First of all, you are limiting capabilities of Facebook and Google. So you're saying like, please target this specific audience that was detected by our algorithms, but you are losing everyone else who is potentially a good audience for you. And the second problem, even uh, while targeting this audience that you've built, you are still optimizing based on cookie conversions. It means that you will probably not target anyone coming from Safari browsers where it's very hard to track. You will probably undervalue placements like Instagram stories because people do not convert from the first click. You will probably undervalue mobile. So you don't solve the problem. Uh, the idea, if you want to solve the problem, you need to sort, solve it in a core, and the core is a conversion. If you have a right conversion, you don't need any audiences. Facebook and Google are smart enough to build these audiences using broad targeting. All you need to do is to provide the right signal. And it's a totally post-cookie solution, so even as cookies get deprecated over the next couple of years, uh, segment stream will be not impacted, right? 
So first of all, I, I hear a lot of this like uh, buzzword, cookie-less future, etc. Cookies will not disappear. The internet is not possible without cookies. All this, all this hustle and buzz is about third-party cookies, and uh, third-party cookies, like analytics, never relied on third-party cookies. Actually, mostly like third-party providers, RTB platforms, uh, relied on third-party cookies. First-party cookies are there and they will not disappear in anytime soon. So everything is fine with cookies. I would say when people say cookie-less, uh, they say that cookies are not trustworthy anymore. So like we still have first-party cookies, but these cookies are connected only to one browser. While, while when user switches browsers, you have an absolutely different cookie. So you cannot build your analytics based on cookies because you cannot stitch the customer journey. On the other hand, we have ITP when cookies are removed after seven days. So if you have longer customer journey, again, cookies expire and you will not have a correct data. Or you can use private browsing. Every time you open the browser, you have a new cookie. So I would say uh, by cookie-less, I would replace this phrase that cookies are not reliable anymore. But if you know how to use them properly, for example, Segment Stream, of course, still uses cookies under the hood. But taking into account that we send the signal immediately when the session is over, we do not lose. So we kind of use cookies in a proper way. So we, we avoid all the problems with cookies. Machine learning is such an interesting topic, and uh, it's probably applied to more things than I realize in the world. Are you what, What's on your mind about the future of Segment Stream, uh, other things that you might be able to accomplish with machine learning? Or are you just more focused on improving the accuracy and sort of validation of, of these uh, conversions that you're creating? Yeah, so at, at the moment, um, we focus on improving our algorithms and making these algorithms as uh, accurate as possible. And the second focus is, of course, uh, testing and testing. And because we work in the space which is called middleware. So when it's middleware, we have a lot of uncertainty. So, so from one side, we, de we depend a lot on advertising platforms and we depend a lot on their algorithms. So we have lots of, lots, lots of tests which are running simultaneously and we're building the whole infrastructure that allows us to track all the tests automatically. So we know that we provide our clients with the best results. But of course, this, uh, in the future, this can be used uh, for everything. For now, we use it for analytics and we use it for ad optimization. Uh, you can use the same feature to speed up your A-B tests. For example, why would you wait like 30 days to launch some A-B test if you can use leading indicators and you can already predict whether this user is going to convert or not. And instead of running A-B test for 30 days, you can run A-B test for seven days, for example. You can use this for lead scoring. For example, for B2B businesses, it's quite uh, relevant. For example, imagine you have hundreds of leads coming to your website and you send this lead to your CRM. But alongside with uh, first name and last name, you also send a probability to become a sale, uh, to become uh, your client. And this way you can assign deals to different sales managers or prioritize who you're going to contact in the first place. Uh, so yeah, there are lots of, you can use this for personalization. For example, you can show, you can show specific discount on like pop-up banner on your website only for visitors who reached at least 10% probability to buy in the future. So there are lots of applications for real-time visitor scoring. Right now we are focusing on the most important one. <laughs> we focus on advertising optimization because this is where 95% of the budget goes. But uh, we'll see in the future how this technology can be expanded and used in many other areas.
as Facebook and or as Meta and Google double down on their own internal algorithms and machine learning technology, they're producing new ad units that take the control out of the hands of the media buyer a lot. So I'm thinking of like Pmax campaigns on Google and the the new sort of campaigns that uh, that Meta is rolling out as well. Do you feel or do you know a tool like Segment Stream? Does it work better the smarter the the, the platforms get themselves? Yeah, actually, uh, with performance marks, uh, so far we have the best results. Uh, whether, like, uh, because this type of campaign is where the future is. So actually, in the near future, I believe that advertising platform will do everything for you. They will create, <laughs> make creatives, uh, they will analyze the best keywords, they will target the best audience, but still, machine learning needs the result, whether all the actions resulted into value for the business. And business will always be responsible for sending information about the value. So uh, I believe this part will always be on the business side to send proper feedback whether value was received and how this value is interpreted. And on the other hand, uh, with Segment Stream, it's very important to understand that machine learning models that we build are like they are customized for every client. This is not some generic machine learning model that analyzes basic e-commerce funnel like add to cart, viewed cart, checkout steps, etc. This is a very, very customized machine learning model that relies on the data that uh, is relevant for the specific client, for the specific business, for the specific vertical. So all the models are very, very unique and we invest a lot of time to make the model as accurate as possible for, for the business. I don't believe Google and Facebook would ever go to the client and work with them, with their machine learning specialists to prepare the best machine learning models for them. This is just like too, too ad hoc. Walk me through, I, I, there's a D2C listener out there right now. We've got a ton of these, you know, two to $10 million companies probably listening right now. Uh, they go to segmentstream.com, they sign up. Describe what the process is like getting SegmentStream hooked up and how quickly they could be running these improved A-B tests. So first of all, uh, when you sign up for a trial with SegmentStream, uh, we, we always are very transparent and we say, okay, you can decide about the trial period with us. We don't force you into annual commitment. It's up to you whether you want to commit, like you can commit for three months, for four months, for half a year, for one, for one year. And during this trial period, we can prove that this technology works. So what you're going to need to do, first of all, you need to connect all your advertising platforms. So you connect your Facebook, Google, so that we could pull the data about all your costs, about all your campaigns. Then you connect your Google Analytics 4 data so that we could get behavioral data about the visitors. After that, we take like uh, five to seven days to prepare a good machine learning model that will analyze behavioral data. And then uh, we create model conversions. And all you need to do is just to connect Facebook. So we have plug and play integrations. You need to connect your Facebook and Google and just to export these conversions to Facebook and Google and launch an A-B test or any other way how you want to test SegmentStream. Some of our clients use A-B tests. Some of our clients use um, analyze how performance changes over time. For example, before using SegmentStream and after using SegmentStream. Some of our clients just look into their CRM and analyze like the actual sales and actual costs and uh, they see whether they see the value. Earlier, you were just talking about how users can test different attribution windows, different attribution models, and just always just use your conversions 
um, as a metric in their process. Because it's like uh, from a performance media buying thing, our buyers are constantly testing campaigns that feature slightly different attribution windows, lots of different factors, right? So a good media buyer is going to test those things all the time because sometimes seven-day clicks are working and sometimes we want that last click. So I can really see being able to just use your conversions as this whole other data point throughout the entire iterative process of testing as a media buyer could be quite valuable. Yeah, yeah. We have have an amazing client. They sell uh, very expensive, uh, amazing electric bicycles, which cost like up to 5,000 pounds. And for most of the, their Facebook campaigns, they have zero conversions because consideration period is usually more than 30 days for such purchase. And there is no other way to analyze these campaigns except for using our upper funnel model conversions. So instead of tracking conversions, they track any visitor whose probability to buy reaches at least 5%. So if probability to buy reached reached 5%, we fire model conversion. And then they can see, okay, this campaign drived uh, 100 valuable visits. This campaign drived 500 valuable visits with the same budget. Probably we're going to switch to this campaign. So for some client, this is the only way to analyze their, their campaigns. For others who have more conversions, this is an additional way to analyze, uh, the additional way to last click attribution. You said it earlier, but yeah, these long consideration cycles have just been kind of blown out of the water with iOS 14 because there's just no way, you know, this old standby of knowing that you can retarget someone for a certain period of time during these long consideration cycles is just blown out of the water. So this is could be a real godsend to people with, with higher tier products. You said that it wasn't as effective for emotional products, products that were just made in that moment just because there just isn't as much data about them? No, because like if this is an, an emotional buying, usually you buy from the first from the first visit. You just come and buy, and uh, actually it works the same way as segment stream works. You just have a conversion immediately attributed to the traffic source, uh, and that's it. You don't have complex customer journeys. So some businesses that have emotional, I don't know, like I, I, I just don't see much value here because like you, you still, you're lucky enough to have most of the, your conversions attributed to the traffic source. But unfortunately, 90% of the businesses are not like that. And, uh, and we can see that lots of conversions are lost. So attribution is a corpse. Media buyers have three to five years before they're obsolete, it sounds like. Any other uh, controversial or incendiary statements about uh, digital marketing? Yeah, uh, like uh, you are very optimistic about two to five years. <laughs> I, I think it is dead already. And like it, it was a very funny uh, uh, observation that we've had recently. We had a client who invested like hundreds of thousands of dollars into Facebook. And Facebook was responsible for a very small fraction of their conversions. And then they decided to switch off Facebook completely before Christmas because, because during Christmas they have enough sales without any advertising <laughs> and their overall sales like shrunk maybe like 50%. So this is this is a scale how bad is attribution at the moment. So I would say this is uh, this attribution is not working already. If you're going to ask any senior level marketer they would say we don't trust the data in Google Analytics 4. We don't trust uh, any attribution model right now. We just look in, into our advertising platforms and we just reallocate the budget based on gut feeling or at least we compare similar campaigns like lower funnel to lower funnel, upper funnel to upper funnel, but there is no way to compare upper funnel to lower funnel. This is pure, purely based on gut feeling. The weird metaphor, I, I used to travel, when I was traveling through South Asia, it, uh, I took a cab one time from Thailand to the Burmese border 
and we paid the guy. We went on these old dirt roads where dust clouds would come up like crazy and be, he was drifting around the corner like too fast and furious. But whenever he'd go into a huge dust cloud, he'd stick his thumb on the windshield and he'd drive to where he thought his his, his thumb was. And it just, that to me is like the metaphor for uh, for attribution these days where people are like, I think it's there. And then you just drive to there. You don't know what's what's happened in the, in the you know, in the dust cloud sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, good that's my metaphor. <laughs> well, hopefully... Yeah. Uh, we'll be in some sunny place soon, uh, having adventures in cabs, but this was a lot of fun. Constantine, any, uh, any final words for the listeners of D2C? First of all, you can go to segmentstream.com to get signed up. You want to chat with Constantine about some of this high level stuff. Uh, any final words for the D2C audience? Yeah. First of all, if you're interested in different trends, if you're skeptical, like we are, if you want to dig into the details and, and read more about all this stuff, I encourage you to go to our blog. We have a lot of valuable content which we post on a weekly basis where we discover, where we compare incrementality testing to conversion modeling, marketing mix modeling to incrementality testing, attribution, how to implement multi, multi-touch attribution, multi-device attribution. So lots of valuable content can be found there. Also, we are hosting uh, webinars every every month so the next one gonna be in October you can also sign up and overall like uh, if you would like to catch up feel free to reach me at LinkedIn we'll be happy to to talk about all these topics and thank you very much Eric for having me we'll have to catch back up soon as uh, attribution gets more difficult from the platform side and solutions like yours become more attractive for uh, our listeners so it was great great to meet you thank you Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.